0: Welcome to Path of Inner Peace podcast,
1: a sacred and safe space where we discuss the role of spirituality in our lives, healing and evolution of the soul, social justice, representation, and many other topics.
0: Rob shares wisdom from his experience as a shadow work guide and a breathwork and meditation practitioner. Ricardo
1: adds insight from his multicultural background on guided meditations, Reiki, and
0: dream interpretation. We celebrate voices from all walks of life. As we support each other's growth, come journey with us on the path of inner peace. Let's take a step. Welcome to Path of Inner Peace, episode number eight. Um, Today, we're gonna be talking with Jessica Listland, but first of all, let me start with the introductions. Yeah, looking great. Um, So, I'm Ricardo and I created Path of Inner Peace podcast so that I could put my voice out there and so that I could create a platform where people of different walks of life, like you heard in the intro, could come up and be celebrated somehow. And um, in the process of creating the podcast and in the process of living life, I came across Rob when I offered him um, a customized guided meditation and and he seemed to have enjoyed it very much and we had really good rapport and after we connected more and more and more and it became apparent after discussing toxic masculinity that we had a lot of creative juices that aligned with each other and so we just decided to engage this podcast as a partnership and i'm really glad and grateful that rob is now a part of this home that this Path of in peace. And so is Jessica somehow.
1: Mm. My name is uh, Rob as he's already told you. Um, and I think one of the things that stood out for me after the helping us to helping out after wishing to interact with Ricardo for the guided meditation, um, the connection that was there was, was very clear, very quickly. Uh, I feel absolutely blessed to have both of these guys in my life. It's a soul bond connection that is, is so wonderful to experience. And I would say to anyone at this point, you do have soul family out there. It's just a case of finding them. Um, one of the things that came up when we were doing the, the talking, which actually led to the toxic masculinity episode, was the fact that we had so much to talk about. We could just natter on for hours and we we speak pretty much daily and it can get quite deep quite quickly and it can go for a fair couple of hours at times as well. And and we figured that at this point, rather than just having the conversation between us, we figured others may be able to benefit from hearing these conversations as well. And the podcast was the obvious
0: route to take. Would you agree, Ricardo? Absolutely. Mm. And um so I think that uh, having said this, we we just wanted to get the ball rolling, and there's a, stuff to learn. There's many things to to update and, and upgrade and um, within ourselves, within our skill sets, and all of that. And but we also just wanted to put ourselves out there in the sense that like if our voices are already being heard in different spheres, why not? just step onto our podcast and if it's just a bicycle it starts it can become a car later on um mm. just a very simple metaphor and that's also why we have Jessica Listland here who is a transformational coach and a very very intuitive person so welcome Jessica welcome to the podcast it's so nice to have you here with us
2: Thank you guys for having me. I'm so glad to be here and just hold this space with you. And I'm so grateful that Inner Bloom brought me and you both together. Um, Mm. I know I had the luxury of encountering you two gentlemen um, through one of, I think it was a new moon meditation was the first one that you hosted on Instagram, and I watched, and then you hosted on Clubhouse shortly after the room, and it ended up being just the three of us. And like both of you have alluded to, there was this almost immediate soul connection, and you are now my brothers, and I refer to them as uncles for all, to my children. So it is out there, that soul tribe connection, and it's been a beautiful thing. And we've known each other a few months, and it feels like lifetime. So it's been such a beautiful thing and the safe space that you guys hold has been so welcomed into my life. And I'm just so happy to be here with you today. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. It's really important that the podcast as a platform, not only, um, creates safe space for interesting, funny, difficult conversations, but that also celebrates voices and, um, we would like to hear about how your voice was created. So how, how was, was your process generally speaking of like realizing that you, you could work with your intuition, not just to navigate your life, but to actually help people.
2: Um, For me, it was, it's been, it's been a lifelong journey. Looking back as a child, I had those intuitive skills, um, but they were shut down and going through my young adulthood and, you know, toxic relationships and moving out of that and doing the healing on my own, I felt like I had grown a lot and healed a lot, but there just felt like there was this barrier, like I was pushing up against a wall and I knew I needed help to get over that and to continue expanding and healing and really living the life that I wanted to and moving from, I was surviving to, okay, now I'm safe and I've been safe. Like, how do I thrive? And it was that step of reaching out um, to another intuitive healer, going through the coursework that really just opened up like, holy moly, I'm intuitive, intuitive as F. And I have all of this power in me, not only to heal myself and my children, but to shine this light into the world. You know, people reaching out and like, you're such an inspiration and, you know, seeing you grow has really given me that extra push and encouragement. So that was this, you know, beginning of it all. And that was last May. And I've just been diving into my intuitive gifts and growing them along the way. And now I'm offering coaching and readings. Um, And just really kind of tailored to each specific person, you know, as it kind of comes. So that's my intuitive journey up to this point in meeting you, my Soul Tribe family. Well,
1: else? Do did you want to tell us a little more about um like reaching out the support that you found during this journey as well because I'm, I'm aware that a lot of people have have said that it's tough when you're by yourself but it really helps to find people and it's, it's not necessarily soul family straight away it can just be one or two people who can guide you who may be what you could call ahead of you on the path so yeah what did you experience in the way of support during the journey
2: it was. So I was working with this intuitive healer, and through working with her and listening to her podcasts and just some of the tools that she was providing, it linked me with the podcast Inner Bloom and that community, and just joining that and seeing all these different people, women, men, just standing in their power, non binary, you know, the whole encompassing um, and standing in their power, but just listening to myself like, Who here feels good to me? Who resonates with me? And then booking appointments with each of these different healers um, and going through and doing the work and taking then what felt good from that healing and integrating it into my own. Which then, you know, I was like, okay, I like this. This feels good. This works for me. So let me see how I can mix this up in my own little concoction and put it out there in the world and, you know, see who it resonates with and helps along their path. But it was, it was reaching out and there was support. But like you said, it didn't feel like necessarily soul, you know, soul family, those soul connections. But I knew I was in a safe place where I could ask questions be supported, um, and continue my growing. And I wasn't going to be shamed or looked down upon. Like Every level that I was at, being in that community and just having these different people of support from all over the country, all over the world, um, just really opened up to endless possibilities. And I have a puppy whining in the corner who's distracting me (laughs) at the moment deep breath in but yes this is life it is um and that's kind of like the mess is in the message the message is in the mess um and just giving myself the grace to go through it and you know eventually that the inner bloom community brought me to you guys and it was just that connection and it was just so powerful and so strong and i can't wait to hug you and squish on your faces (laughs) in real life and just continue to see where this journey grows because it's just so beautiful that we all kind of seem like we were doing this work over the last year more intensively. And then it brought us all together where we're in this similar path. And now we are just like slingshotting each other and supporting each other and pushing and growing And it's just so beautiful to know, like, I have this support, even when I feel like the shame or like, I don't want to, and I want to go in and retreat and maybe some of those unhealthy habits, like to have that accountability and support where somebody's like, no, I'm really checking on you, but I'm, I mean this, like, yeah. I'm not going to let you just disappear. So that's been beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for it.
0: Wow. So, um, like we can, we can speak about our own. Uh, wish to contribute to people's lives and quality of life they're in but I'm really curious as to so you you shared your your uh, path so far and I'm really curious as to what like what made you want to help others because I have my own reasons but I, I it's I love picking people's brains as to how and why they choose to use their gifts and I'm really curious about that
2: I think for me, it was, I felt so alone for so long and I wanted that community and that support um, and that you don't have to do it alone. It's not going to be perfect. Um, For me, a big part of that beginning journey was the self-love, the self-worth. And I just thought, well, this is just how it is. And I'm just going to live this, you know, leveled life. But having two children, two beautiful, wonderful, strong girls, I was like, no, I want more for them. And I am a teacher um, for the day job, the nine to five, you know, and so it's always been in me just to kind of reach out. I've always had this mothering, nurturing spirit. Um, but it's just it's shining, it's being the light. I am, I am this light, I have this light, I have this love and sharing that and igniting, you know, where I can because ultimately there's this beautiful vision of this supportive village and community. Um And part of that toxic relationship that I was in that taught me so much about who I am and the strength and power, but there was military ties. So moving around and not having that support and knowing people and feeling like you could reach out and then transitioning into single parenthood and moving to a new state and having two children like completely uprooting and again, not having support and people that you could talk to about just your daily struggles, or I need help. My kid has a fever. I don't have sick time at work, like balancing that out. So there's this vision of you know creating a support system that is easily and readily available to anyone who needs it by working with a community of healers and tapping into and empowering people like my former self, of how much value you really have and can contribute because you think, oh, this is all I'm capable of, but it's paramount. Like there, it's endless what you really can do when somebody believes in you, but helps you light the way to believe in your self.
1: Mm. So, yeah. So when you mentioned about the, whether it's the light or, or the value that each of us has within us, I think each mm-hmm. of us would agree that every single person, on this planet has something to offer has a light within them is able to shine as bright as anyone else i'm aware that some of us all don't don't have this understanding from the start and sometimes this can get covered up in many layers of self-doubt and and such so rather than concentrating on the doubt and what caused those could you share with us some of the ways in which you managed to find that light and the the layers of how you managed to strip back the layers to find the the light that shines mm. so brightly underneath
2: I mean for me I think it was really my ability to just keep reframing and being positive. And I know that that's kind of a trigger term right now the toxic positivity, but for me it was it was a way for me to survive and reframe things and see like what can I get out of this and grow, you know? I want more. So I can, you know, and it was really choosing like how do I look at this. And I was choosing to look at it in a more positive light, even when, I mean, I had my moments and I still have my moments where I'm just like, but we're human, right? Having this experience and it's okay to allow myself to feel those emotions and those feelings. But now I'm able to recognize where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this? It's okay to feel it. And guess what? Here, I'm going to release it now that I felt it and I understand it. And I've sat with it instead of avoiding it and burying it. Um, So, yeah, that finding the light. I feel like I I took that in another tailspin, but. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Ricardo. Thank
0: you. Oh, Oh, I I just want to do something here just for the sake of trying.
2: You have something to say. (laughs) say. You're raising your hand. (laughs) The teacher.
0: Listeners, by the way. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So apologies to the audio listeners. Um, The dork has come out. And um, so it's really, I find it interesting that the experience of extremely contrasting negative emotions really uh, shed a light on what we want, but from the backseat, right? So um, you were in a toxic relationship. I was in a toxic relationship. And so I can, I think I can kind of relate with you in, 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 in the sense that everything that made me feel like I had to belittle myself or I had to make myself small, invisible and ineffective and lacking impact whatsoever really hurt me in a way that like this pain is the opposite of what I should feel as a living human being. And and so by experiencing what I was not, I, I went down into like deep anxiety and panic attacks uh, and Afterwards, when I started like recovering, reclaiming small parts of myself, small parts of myself to just like, wait, this is who I am. And for instance, once one was I like waking up early in the morning and I like doing my physical training, right? So, reclaiming that territory for me was very problematic. It was, and that's when some really dangerous aggression actually happened. (laughs) So, um, but like knowing that. Something that pushes against you is also pushing you out into the light is is really important. And the fact that you kept on reframing, and I also use that expression a lot. I kept on reframing, seeing all of these uh, seemingly negative experiences coming my way, um, reframing them as like, there's something I can learn from this. There's something that this is showing me about me. And so taking that responsibility and maybe beginning to partner up within Becoming like my own partner somehow uh, really taught me how to at least begin to establish boundaries and know that there's a general sense of direction for myself. That's beautiful. I don't speak
2: speaking. Some clubhouse humor. I think that's yeah. beautiful. And the boundary part that you spoke about is, is huge and was a huge thing for me because I was like, well, I've already gone through all of this and I know I can handle it and go through it with a smile. So sure, just pile more on me. like. But now I'm like, no, I don't have to put myself through all those excessive situations. It's okay for me to say no. And when these things push up and they don't feel good, I can push it away and say I'm not going to deal with this and let this into my, you know, space and bubble. It's not my job to light up all the things because they don't resonate with who I am and it that's perfectly fine and I can stand in that and own that now where when I was burying my light and who I was and just like, "Oh, well, this is all I deserve. Let me shrink down and Now it's like, oh, no, I'm growing through the cracks and I am going to bloom like nobody's business. And if this doesn't feel good, you can just row your boat the other direction because here I am in my lighthouse. And if you want to be part of it, let's grow and make this light stronger and spread it across the world. And if not, just go the other direction. That's okay. I'm still sending you light and love, but yeah. And, oh, yeah, you feel so empowered then, right? And it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) You know, I had a question, and it completely escaped my head then. (laughs) Wow, that's impressive. Uh,
0: So (laughs) if if you remember the question, ask the question anyway, you know, like this is a conversation we're having. So would you like to elaborate more on the concept of the lighthouse, and then we can circle Mm -hmm. back to the village again, if that makes sense to you? (sighs)
2: Yeah, well, I think it's all of us are a lighthouse that inner that inner light, um, and it's just lighting it lighting it back up. And I, I mean, I can see in my mind right now as a child, my lighthouse it was on and it was so bright and it was so vibrant. And my father fell ill and life started happening and I started to take on and it's like. Someone was just turning down the flame, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was this wee little flicker. And because it was that tiny little flicker, it just wasn't strong. It wasn't gone, but it it wasn't strong. And I decided that I was going to crank that bad boy back up. And as I was reframing and keeping positive, unbeknownst to myself that that's what I was really doing, I was turning the gas on to that light. And my light was shining brighter. And even though I was like, still in my tunnel vision, like I'm surviving, let me reframe this. I was attracting more light and more support and this beautiful community. So now standing strong, my light is on and it's just going to keep getting stronger as we continue to draw all these beautiful light workers and people together. And it is easy to forget that we all have that light in us and it's just how much gas do you want to put on it? Who and what do you want to call in? Right? <laughs> Where the are you going with you. that? <laughs> the dork <Yeah>. in you. <laughs>
0: yeah. <sighs> do you remember? Do you remember the question you wanted to ask earlier?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember the question. Yeah, it was. It was basically to say you were mentioning about. Um, certain ways that you've, you've relearned about the light and that there were certain things that have come up from, from things like childhood. So I was going to ask about some of the ways you are healing, um, is maybe a indication for people who are, who are looking to heal and want to shine their light brighter. Um, so for example, for me, uh, shadow work, um, and inner child guided meditations and and things like that, and getting into breath work for me have worked what, what modalities worked for you to help you heal?
2: Um, so when I first started, it was just, it was the affirmations and I would write them in my journal. So stepping into the writing too, was a big thing because I was at a point after high school and college, like I did not want to write at all. Um, but for me, it was starting writing affirmations in a cute little journal and then writing them on the wall. Um, but I wasn't necessarily feeling those affirmations. I was writing them But I wasn't feeling and envisioning it. So, but then taking those affirmations to the next level and really like imagining and feeling like what I would feel like while I'm saying and telling myself, I am all these things. I am powerful. I can. Um, And from that, it was diving into the meditations and connecting with my spirit team and just these feelings. And I was like, whoa, what's really going on here? Like, how am I getting all these downloads or hits? Like, but it was just uncanny. Nikoa. Um,
1: Come here, Nicola. Like, okay. Yeah,
2: how in tune they were to my healing process. And then the ancestral, <laughs> he really wants to be in on this. Um, like the ancestral ties when I was in those meditations, <laughs> he's sitting back there. um, <sighs> Deep breath, deep breath. But yeah, so for me, it was the affirmations, journaling, meditating were a huge part of it and connecting to my spirit team. And that was like, okay, girl, you've got this because you have all of these other people and these other dimensions, you know, to help you. And then I found you wonderful people to have my fleshy dimension support here, you know, and it's just been. That's been a beautiful part and being able to do shadow work with you and those inner child things, because that's where a lot of, and I think for so many of us, it's that inner child that needs that healing. Um, Something really huge that came up for me this week, just dealing with my own kids was um, how I feel like as a child, we're told, well, you just have to do it and you have to do things that you don't like to do, but that's just how it is. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you don't understand why, but it's just, let's do it. And I'm like, that's complete baloney. Like, And me recognizing that now, and I'm making the conscious decision like, okay, my kid doesn't want to take a bath. She doesn't want to brush her teeth, but hold on. Let's sit down, have this conversation. Why don't you want to? What are you feeling? Is this because you're scared? Is it just because you're feeling lazy and you don't want to do it? Like, Let's identify where this emotion is coming from. And talk about it because you're valid in not wanting to do this right now, but in working down that path of I might not want to brush my teeth, but this is I can see that this is important for my health and overall well being. Where you just have to do it because you you know in that mind frame. So really trying to be a conscious parent and bring them into the conversations. And I'm not saying that that's easy. It's exhausting some days because it's you're pouring so much into it, but. To be able to see now their six and seven, their thought process, and that they can have and hold these conversations with me. Having them in the physical and talking to them like that, I'm seeing my inner child in them, and I'm constantly healing her in the disempowerment that she felt by giving them Mm. that power as their inner child, you know, their child selves. And I'm also still healing. So that's been a huge, like, you know, like, wow, because it's like you're doing double duty work. Because I can go into my inner child meditations, you know, and do the work there, but being awake and in the present moment with my own children and looking at me through them, but still empowering them to be their true selves and have their feelings. Wow. But yeah. So, how about all that? <laughs>
0: that's amazing and i love the fact that you you brought your parenting style onto the onto the conversation because every time i and you know i've witnessed you parenting your children because we are in close contact uh, as much as the pandemic and the the planet allows um and i really respect your parenting style because you go and you have a conversation as an equal you're a parent and so you're a figure of authority But your authority is not an authority that rules over, but as an authority as in, like, I'm experienced, I'm here to support you, and I'm here to guide you. And it's not as invasive as, like, you do as I say, and it's not authoritative in that sense. So it's it's authentic. Power with rather than power over. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: That's it yeah this is really that's really powerful and and another thing that you said earlier that really i really want you i would like you to develop want you i want you (laughs) so but i'd like you to develop on is this sense of owning your ish and and um walking with it proudly so for people in the audience that are might be like oh i've got these things but i don't feel comfortable talking about the woo-woo you know having the quote-unquote woo-woo as as a mask rather than just walking probably with the woo-woo not being woo-woo being a part of your real life you're an intuitive empath you're an inspired person and this is a part of your reality it's not a part of your fantasy because it's not a fantasy and that's that's what i think it's really important to dispel is that our imagination hello sloan uh, our imagination as active as it may be it's a function that serves our intuition as well and so how do you navigate social spaces where you're kind of like coming out of the closet as an intuitive how how important is it for you to stand in your own truth and power when you share this aspect of your life that for so many people is still daunting and intimidating yeah.
2: I think, I mean, that's a great question. Um, because when I first started all of this, it was right when the pandemic started. So there really wasn't the exposure, me having to come out to anyone. Um, and little by little, like talking with my family, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this healing journey and this is what I'm doing. And these are the things that I'm experiencing. And at first I thought it was going to be received with, oh my gosh, you're crazy because we, I grew up Catholic. We had some very strong, you know, religious ties. And this was not something that was looked on as favorable or okay. Um, but then the response was, "Oh, you know what? There are some other people in our family that have these kind of intuitives, and it was it was just like, oh, oh, okay. So having that little bit of support, and then moving into the workplace, you know, I was heavily leaning on. Oh, I'm going to start intuitive coaching. You know, just going off my gut instincts and framing it to everyone that way because it just felt safe. I wasn't ready to come out. I live in Oklahoma currently. You know, it's a Bible belt state, so the woo-woo is not necessarily open and perceived by everyone with, you know, open arms. But I think it's it's always been me. And the way that I have been able to reframe things and be positive and inspire these people that I work with have gotten to know me over the past few years. And now I'm just I'm standing more in that power and I'm owning it and stepping up to guide um with my woo woo and my spirituality and I still love you know I believe in god and source and spirit and it is a beautiful mesh and culmination of inclusivity which I think is so important in the school systems right now so me coming out of with my woo woo into the schools I actually just told my team this week, yesterday, I was having a conversation with them, And I said, I did my first psychic reading, you know, and they were like, Oh, wow, that's cool. Like, tell me about it versus, you know, so it's just opening up people's eyes, because they know me and they do they love me and support me for who I was when my woo woo was in the closet. So and I'm like, you know, I know this might sound weird to you. But this is my truth. And I'm speaking my truth. And I'm standing in my truth. And it's You know, beautiful to see people support you when you're standing in your truth because I'm not forcing them to stand in it with me, but I'm saying this is who I am and this is my truth. And if it makes you uncomfortable, you know, I realize that that's triggering something in them. It's really not about me. So I can hold that safe, supporting, loving space and they can process or they can choose to row their boat away from my lighthouse you know? So that's kind of where the whole lighthouse, because we are all these different, you know, and if it doesn't feel good and they're not ready to address it, because there was a big portion of my life, I wasn't ready to address it and be open to the woo-woo, right? I was in that closet. And now I'm ready to come out and I own it and I'm here and it's beautiful and it's just so expansive and I'm so excited to live the rest of my life just with this pure beauty and this pure magic, and yeah.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful. It's um, a couple of things that you um, that you mentioned in there about um, finding your truth and the fact you're not asking anyone else to stand in it with you. I th- this is one of the lessons I've learned and I think I speak on behalf of all three of us again saying that there's an understanding that each of us has a different version of the truth and none of them are incorrect. Um, we don't know what everyone else has been through. I mean, the same for even for a partner, for example, you don't know what they've been through between, well, between birth and when you first knew them. And then again, between the last time you saw them and when you're seeing them next time as well, there's so many things that could have happened and other things which have popped up during healing or just randomly. Um, we were saying about you weren't ready as well. You weren't ready until you're ready. And the same applies to, to me, and I think to Ricardo as well. Um, what kind of signs did you get that you did you did you um did you have any signs to suggest that you were ready or was it a, a quick process a slow process
2: I mean there I feel like the healing I did once I left that the toxic environment that I had put myself in and stayed and was like this is all you deserve I removed myself from that and I feel like I did a lot of rapid healing but then it came to that point like I said where I felt like I was hitting a wall and I'm like girl I'm tired of your bullshit. Like I was tired of my own bullshit and those propelling Mm -hmm. lack, the lack stories that I was telling myself. But I was like, there's gotta be, there's a way around this to blow through this. And that's where it was reaching out to someone else to help me, support me and shift my perspective. But knowing that it was okay to have support because I always felt like I have to do this on my own from when I was a small child. I didn't want to put my issues or, you know, the things I was going through onto anyone else, because I was like, I realize I'm going through stuff. I know they're going through stuff. I don't want to give them extra baggage to carry around and unpack because I know how heavy it is. But in helping heal others and share your problems, that vulnerability, it lets people know that they're not alone and there's that resonance in those ties that are created. So instead of hiding your ish and your garbage, like rip that bad boy open and spread it out on a lawn and see who's going to come pick up what, because it resonates with them, you know, and the, you do that and you find those people like this trauma of yours, this issue of yours. Oh, I can relate to this. And guess what? Then your garbage is all picked up and you're recycling it, you know? With another person, and you're turning it into something where now there is this strong connection. And hey, look, we made it through this, and we can yeah. now help people who are their their fire, their light is just dim. They've they've gassed themselves down because they can't see. But guess what? We ripped open the mess. We threw the mess all over the place. We cleaned it up, and we turned it into something beautiful. So now let's go help the next person. And it's just expansive healing um but yeah for me it was i was really just tired of my own bullshit and repeating and feeling those same cycles and same patterns it was like oh i'm feeling good i'm doing all of this and then it was that that same low again and then i would just repeat the same things and i the people that were coming into my lives for other relationships were still mirroring some of those toxic traits that i had allowed previously and i'm like this is not It's not what I want for myself, and it's not what I want to show my daughters, you know, that this is not acceptable either. So for me, that was a huge part of it, too, just knowing I didn't want to repeat and have them go through the same cycles that I went through as a child. I know that they are meant to experience things while they are here with their soul contracts and I by no means because I'm doing this healing journey it's going to be perfect there's going to be hiccups and when they grow up they're going to have inner child stuff to support but I do feel like doing this I'm giving them some of the tools to do that earlier on in life you know so it's not quite as drastic
0: so in this process of like finding community and finding support outside of you um It seems like you gave yourself permission to first of all receive and to to be welcomed in a space where you could actually confront your pain confront yourself confront your bs and and come around through it right um and i would like to 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 ask you about in your i can program how how does that this process you have been through Uh, been translated into an an actionable program that you've created for uh, your clients? I'm really curious about that program.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, this program, you know, I have a 21 day program for coaching clients and then there's also one-on-one, but it's, it's starting out with that introductory, like an introductory call and like, okay, let's just talk and intuitively feel into like, what are your triggers? What are your areas? Because for me it was the self-love, self-worth. And I do feel like that's a starting point for a lot of people, but it's chunking it in small little things. It's you know, it's not a magic wand that we heal right. everything all at once, but it's okay, let's tackle this one little thing. How do you feel? Giving you the tools like what feels good? Does the journaling feel good? Do the meditations feel good? You know, do you need the intuitive oracle readings? And you know, me to connect with your team so you can have some validation that yes, we see this, we recognize this, you know, you're on the right path, um, and just moving forward with it like that. But like I said, we are all a little bit different, but connecting people too with this community, like with Rob being able to do the shadow work, you know, and you're doing dream interpretations, it's we're so multifaceted, so to be able to pick, you know, these different little components and help just because it's not about me. I'm not the be all end all. There's so much healing and beauty. And I might be able to help you in this area. But I can connect you with another beautiful soul, you know, so empowering people to do that. And I think, you know, the podcast groups, the inner bloom podcast group, the path of inner peace group, clubhouse, I know Android users will soon be coming into that within the next month, but it's been a huge healing transformatively just because being able to speak your truth and connect with people who genuinely are holding, loving, supporting space and are like, oh, I have this ability. Let me give you this idea. And you can take and choose what feels good and resonates with you, but you don't have to take it all. So really, yeah, standing and holding yourself accountable and realizing you don't, you don't have to take everything everybody throws at you just because like the the sweater that grandma gave you at Christmas, you know, that you never really want to wear. It's okay to to go ahead and recycle that and let it just move on and give it to somebody else. But yeah.
0: It feels, it feels almost like the the village concept we were Mm -hmm. talking about earlier. Like it's each, each one of us has their own hut or their own cottage and we can just, access um each other and i think it's very important that in this community we have access to each other and by accessing each other and by using our best judgment and discernment based on our intuition and our connection with spirit and whatnot we are able to finesse our own gifts and skills in a way that if we force ourselves to remain isolated and just rely on the extreme events to trigger our intuition to actually step in and save us somehow. This way, we are not so subject to that extreme contrast of life in the closet, right? We're, um, we're more open and even receptive to experiencing positive reinforcement with, it, with each other. And I think it's very important to, to reinforce or reaffirm this, which is when you are in a loving space, where you are in a supportive environment, you grow because you are bathed in light. You don't grow because you're trying to escape something negative. It's different. It's a different uh, energy. It's a different motion. And it propels you and it expands you. And you're not occupying anyone else's space but your own at the same time. So
2: It's a beautifully diverse garden that you can just walk through. It, Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a, to... a wonderful concept. Yep, go, go. I'll ask you a question myself afterwards. Say, it's a
1: wonderful concept we have, this this idea of the community and the smaller communities. Um, one of the things I've heard recently is saying about how this, we, we've grown to be in such large cities and, and even large villages as well. Um, the old way this happened hundreds or maybe thousands of years ago was this idea of a small community, and you'd have the person who's the forager, the warrior, uh, the farmer, the alchemist, the shaman, slash healer. And each of them, there was not as much of a necessity to, to to use money because each would contribute to the community. And there was no I'm doing more or less than you. It's an understanding that each plays their part for the good of the community as a whole. And I wonder with this and the, what you were saying earlier, Jessica, about being able to to hold space for people and pass on to the person who maybe has uh, to help healing in a different aspect, whether we're moving back towards something like that whether it's across the internet or not or in person uh, what, what are your thoughts on that
2: i think i mean obviously right now i think the internet is a huge thing but so many of these people that are coming together on the internet in these rooms have this idea i feel like in this village in this community and how this energetic exchange okay i will work on that later. thank you um
1: special guest appearance.
2: Yes, yeah, special guest appearance by my kindergartner Sloan. Thank you. Um <laughs> for all of you that are listening. Um back back get the train back on the tracks, because they're starting to have their <laughs> We were
0: talking about the internet and people being able to connect. Yeah,
2: and people being able to connect. but And we all know different people. We all have these different circles. But we're coming together and we're sharing these ideas, which we thought were very unique, maybe, to ourselves. And then hearing that there's so many people in support of this, like I think it brings it so much closer to actually having. Just a moment, my love. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I guess my earring fell out. See if you can find the post. Thank you. Um <laughs> you know, brings it closer to actually making these spaces physically real, you know, and plopping them down not all over the country, all over, you know, the universe. I know I've spoken with Ricardo before like there's almost like a university type where healers can go and have the time to grow their gifts and Work with each other, you know, and then take this knowledge and go back. And now you can share this and connect with more healers in your community. And how can we make this work? Because each area in the world has its different needs, um, Mm -hmm. perspectively. You know, I know I come at it from looking like as a former military spouse and a single mom you know, that was plopped down in a very densely populated city, but then also in a very rural area as well. And like, what were things that I really needed to feel safe, to feel supported, um, and grow? So that's that. Completely. But I'm kind of bummed, not going to lie. My earring fell out <laughs> back portions missing. Yeah.
0: Um, so if, if you have, um, a tag that you can tell our, our listeners about, like, where can we find you online, whether online. it's Instagram, Clubhouse, mm.
2: so um, it,
0: we're going to put that information in the notes oh, yeah. for the show, but, um, is there, is there a place where you would like people to connect with you more easily?
2: I think, um, you can always connect with me on Instagram and it is B E. Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L. So be beautiful underscore J-N-L. And you can DM me there. There's also um, a link tree in my profile where you can schedule. And with that same um, tagline, you can connect. I have a Facebook group and a Facebook page where there's a lot because I know not everyone is on both platforms so you can reach me at either one of those to connect
1: what's the name of the facebook group and page just to be sure
2: facebook group is be a beautiful life so and the beautiful is (laughs) b-e-y-o-u-t-i-f-u-l because we are all it's important to be you and you are beautiful in all of your essence
1: and what's the uh What's the, where can people find the project, uh, the ICANN project? Or if they want to work with you, what's the easiest way to do that?
2: Um, either, on either platform, my link tree is connected. And there is um, a direct tab to the project in the link tree.
1: Okay, lovely.
2: So, yep, Calendly, all the things. You can schedule intuitive psychic readings. You can schedule to do the 21-day ICANN project, coaching, one-on-one coaching. So everything is there.
1: Plenty of options.
2: Plenty of options. And thank you so much, gentlemen, for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was really a good...
0: (laughs) That was pretty good, but yeah. Uh
2: We we like to dork out together for all of, you know...
0: (laughs) Most definitely. Everyone out there. A little bit of fun, a little bit of laughter. Is is your name on Clubhouse the same as on Instagram?
2: My name is Jessica Listland on Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yep. and Yeah. It's the same name that's attached to the beautiful.
0: um, Do you have a club on Clubhouse?
2: Oh, I do have a club on Clubhouse. Thank you. And it is a beautiful life as well. And I need to add that, actually. Thank you to my um, link tree. So, and I am hosting... Right now we're just hosting lunchtime love and light throughout the week in my A Beautiful Life Club on Clubhouse. And sometimes it's Oracle card readings, sometimes it's a topic of discussion. I know we've done trusting your gut. Um, sometimes it's just affirmations. So a short little 30 minutes lunchtime, brighten up wow. your midday, depending on where you are in the world. Um mm, I host is that? that once or twice a week. At eleven forty five, so at Central Time. Central. 11.45 Central Time. Yes. And then I just pop I in there other is, times randomly.
0: It's super curious that I, at this moment in April 2021, I'm in Japan. And Rob? Yeah, I'm where are, in the are UK? you, Rob? Yeah. Tell the world. <laughs>
1: uh, just yeah, south yeah, I of Leicester.
0: I know the heavens are speaking to you right now. and so you're in central time united states of america and we feel so close as if we were in the same room um jessica hello hallie um rob i want to thank you so much for coming together for this uh, episode of the podcast i am so grateful that we are partners in this journey that we are siblings in life And that this village that we're creating, this community that we're a part of, that is not just this podcast, and it's not just Clubhouse, and it's not just the Inner Bloom podcast community. It's the world we are creating by living our own truths and standing in our own light, um, really brings more color and options to the people around us, not just to ourselves. So thank you so much for leading by example, Jessica. And I'm going to hand the last words on to you and Rob. Thank you. I'm done speaking.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you again for holding the space and allowing my life to go on, you know, in the background. And I think kind of a closing caveat. And it's one of my things on Clubhouse. People are always like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry for living your life and the experience that it is. It's okay You know, yes, I get there's professional settings, but we are all living a human experience in life. So, thank you, gentlemen, for holding the space and honoring my life and me, and allowing me to share my light and my family here because that is that's the community, that's the vibe, that is the full acceptance and the safety. Instead of putting on that mask that oh yes, I'm always perfect and I'm going to be in this little box and life isn't happening around me like. That's bologna sandwiches again, and I don't like bologna. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> completely
2: <laughs> throwing life it to happens, you, Rob. Right? It does. Yeah, life happens. happens. <laughs> That's
1: the thing. And
2: While you are living it,
1: yeah. So live it, yeah, and the more exactly, the more we embrace the fact that life is happening around us and for us at this time, then maybe more people can be more accepting of just letting themselves be and be. Yeah, so as you said, be you. perfect exactly
2: you
1: yes fantastic thank you so much to both of you this has been an absolute pleasure as always yes. um we look forward thank to you. connecting with you again in the future
2: and there's a bicycle pump going by and into <laughs> my bedroom so. <laughs> so,
0: just a quick a quick note before rob closes the the session for today is that jessica you're a guest in today's episode but you're going to be a co-host in several others so it's an honor to have you back on uh it's great to have you home and mm. it's great to it's great to be a part of your spirit family so thank family.
2: you my eyes are <sighs> yeah thank you
0: okay. Wonderful. Take okay. it away. thank
1: you both so much uh this is going to be the first of many podcasts which we're releasing uh on path of inner peace there are many other guests coming up so stay tuned for that but for now have a wonderful rest of your day weekend evening week
0: wherever you are and thank you
2: beautiful
0: peace be with you always